0: Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. Good morning, everybody. Um, I am happy to see all of you. Um, I want to... Really quick, I'm going to make my video the largest video on this so that I can make sure that my hair is in the right place and everything's good. Um, if you have coffee, I want to do a virtual cheers with all of you. I, I know that so many of you are choosing your coffee now, everybody in this meeting. So cheers. I wish I could be with all of you. I'm going to drink some of this. Um. I am so excited to be able to talk to you guys about today's scripture. Um, If you are one of the younger people in your house, if any of the words come up that are sort of confusing or weird, I would encourage you to just write down what that is. And um, we can actually have you text in or have your parents text in whatever that word is. And, and maybe we could find a way to explain it in a little better way for you. We know it's hard for you sometimes when you're hearing things um, that aren't explained very well by us adults. And so we want to make sure that we're doing that well too. Um, we we um, I saw something this week that that was really um, true for me. It said, if we've all learned one thing from this uh, coronavirus pandemic, Demick, it's that all teachers deserve a billion dollars. Um, and I totally agree with that. I think every teacher out there that is able to wrangle twenty to thirty children and have them be quiet for more than seven seconds deserves as much money as they want. Um and I want to acknowledge if you're new to the LBCF community, if this is you if 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 it's a place that you were checking out and um, March was kind of your start or maybe sometime in 2020 was your start, um, I'm sorry that this is the way that, that we have to be together for this short amount of time. I just want to acknowledge the grief it is to try and get connected into a new community and to now be in this place where we don't get to be with you. We don't get to see you or hear your stories the way that we would want to also. I just want to acknowledge that there's grief there and so if you want to connect with anybody you can send me an email rlongnecker at lbcf.org. I would love to connect with you especially if this was kind of your start Um, just because I think there's a lot of grief there that we haven't really talked about but um, the last three weeks for me have been really um, varied and complicated and Um, It started with a lot of grief. Um, It started with a lot of sadness and fear. And um, I was really unsettled with what I wanted to teach about. Um, There was, we were closing up the book of John and we were getting into the book of Acts. And there were so many things that felt like they would be a lot more comforting to talk about the restoration of peter is one of my favorite stories because it's jesus's heart poured out and this guy that i I identify with a lot who is who made a lot of mistakes jesus showing so much love to him um but i i couldn't get past the reality that this first couple books of of acts and in this conversation of the holy spirit was where god wanted us today but something about that felt too heady or it didn't feel like it connected with that real world sort of connection that I feel like we need right now, especially since we're all meeting together via this technology that feels so impersonal at times. And I'm very aware that some of you are screencasting me onto your big screen TVs right now and how weird that feels to me. My head feels big enough without being cast onto a giant screen TV Um but, I realized that me thinking about the Holy Spirit as some disconnect as some something disconnected from the real world and right now and something that matters here and now, I was just wrong. About that. And thankfully, I got to study a lot about what we are talking about. But one of my key misunderstandings was that when we read Acts, we really need to read it as Luke, part two. And so when we start to look at Acts, we cannot detach it from the reality that this is Jesus's continued work. So if we read Acts in that way, and we understand that this is a continuation of Jesus's work in his people through the church, then we can start to make some sense of some of these conversations, which in my experience have been really weird and confusing. Um, And so three weeks ago, I got to share, it was the last time that I was at LBCF, which feels like it was years ago now, but um, we talked about how Jesus' model of life showed us that love does the stuff that nobody else wants to do. And we looked at that, and I want to talk about the way that that continues now in how we see the Holy Spirit showing up through the, the church. And it's that the Holy Spirit is the animating force by which God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when we pray the Lord's prayer, that actual activity of his will be done and his kingdom come on earth, the force that makes that happen is the Holy Spirit. That's this incarnate kingdom that we are looking at right now. That incarnate kingdom of God is so passionate about being with his people that he wasn't even satisfied just with ending us the perfect representative of who he is in Jesus, he actually wanted to gift us with this animating force to continue that bind, that covenant with his people. And so his Holy Spirit, that same bond he had with Jesus, Jesus offers that to us. And so one of the ways in which I like to talk about the Holy Spirit, because it It almost forces us to come up with word pictures and find other ways to talk about it because it's not something that we have a lot of really great words for because it's so different than a lot of the other things we talk about but one of the ways that i talk about it is that it's it's the key in which all of god's creation is written And so if any of you are into music, you know that when something is slightly off key, you might not even know which instrument it is, but you know that something is off there. And um, I had an experience where I was playing, um, I was playing in a recital with a, a friend of mine and I didn't know it until we started to play, but one of my strings on my guitar was out of tune. And so we started to play, and we both sort of eyed each other because we knew something was off. And inside, I knew it was me, but we were too far into it. And so we just had to play the whole recital with my guitar sounding a little off. And even though we had practiced for months, it was ruined by that one string being slightly out of tune. And so when we look at the way that the Holy Spirit moves through his church— we actually can tell we can be so tuned into that that we can tell when something is slightly off and so we want to look at what role does the spirit play in our lives now because a lot of the ways that i hear it talked about is people sort of fantasize about the church going back to being the first century church and if i've learned one thing it's that god doesn't desire us to go back he desires us to go forward he and a lot of the problems that were in the first century church i promise you we would not want um people would be um thrown in jail and church doors would close it would be a big problem we don't want to go back to being the first entry church we want to be the 21st century church and we want to figure out what the holy spirit is up to in our lives now um Talking about things spiritual or the Holy Spirit for me has been a really complicated and weird history. Um, it always seems sort of detached from reality. Um, it also seemed detached from the ways that I saw Jesus at work. But it had this weird sort of like Trump card that because somebody said that, oh, the Spirit told me this or the spirit told me that that i just had to trust it that i just had to go oh okay i suppose i can't question it and it always felt weird to me that that was something that anybody could sort of tag onto any weird thing they were telling me and i just had to go i suppose that's okay because you said that the spirit told you and who am i to question it but um what we see in timothy is that um it says we are not given a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. And it always felt like the the words of the spirit that people would tell me all benefited from me not having a sound mind. And so I want to make sure that that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, that we look at it in the key of the entire scripture. What, How does the spirit show up? And so um, I want to look at how this spirit showed up in the life of Jesus, Because if there's any sort of gold standard of how we can hold things up to what passes a test, it's always, can we look at it and see it in the life of Jesus Christ? And so let's look at Luke uh, chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. I get to pull out my, um, my old school Bible. You, you children in the audience may not know what this is. This is paper. Um paper was something around for a long time before i but um so this is Luke uh, chapter four verse eighteen and nineteen, and this is Jesus, and he says, The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so when Jesus was filled with the spirit, he didn't get weird. He got to work. And I think that's something that we need to look at is that that this way that the spirit shows up doesn't necessarily, I mean, some of the ways that we are called to love other people and to, if people threaten us or if people want something from us, we go the extra mile. That's the weird that we're called to, is that we are actually willing to go the extra mile for people. But when Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit, it says that he didn't get weird in the way that I've seen the word spiritual talked about, or the the way that I've seen it playing out in my history, in my past, growing up in a Pentecostal church without a a lot of um, oversight and things, everything passed. That kind of weird isn't how Jesus ended up. It said that he proclaimed the good news right now on this earth. And so that powerful union between him and his father did not draw him up and away from reality, but it drove him down and into it. It made him more connected with the real world that demanded a response. And so that same union... That same powerful animating force is what Jesus says he is now offering his people in the church. And so that powerful partnership is what we call covenant. And so the reason that we are talking about this is I think— Particularly because a lot of us, um, I don't know if all of you have had the experience that I've had, but some of you out there may have, um, may roll your eyes when we start talking about the Holy Spirit because of the ways that that language has been abused in your past. And so I want to start by acknowledging that we are actually, um, as LBCF, we want to be contemplative charismatics which means we acknowledge that the spirit is wild and we don't control it but we are invited into that animating force that we try to find out what is the key that is being played over creation right now tune into that but that you don't have to stop questioning things because somebody says that it's from the spirit that we invite you into questioning it because it's through that that we draw closer together as community to figure out what exactly the Holy Spirit is up to. And we all benefit when we start looking at this stuff critically. And so um, the ways that we talk about this topic is kind of challenging because yeah, we don't talk about it in the same way that we do a lot of other things. In the Bible, the same word for spirit is the word that's used for wind. And I think that that's really purposeful is that the wind is something that we see animating other things. And that's how we can see it moving, but we don't necessarily see it in itself. We see how it is that that force is changing other things. CS Lewis says that the Holy spirit is that powerful union between father and son. And that union was so powerful that it, that it deserved its own spot. And so the Holy spirit is what we call that. And so Um, We can just acknowledge and be okay with the fact that there are limitations to the way that we talk about it. But um, one of the things that's been helpful for me is, um, have you ever been around a person or a family or a group of people that just has a certain spirit about them? For me, I think of somebody like Greg Myers a beloved member of LBCF I think he has the spirit of generosity yes he does a lot of generous things but being around him he just carries that spirit he seems to have a special connection with the idea of generosity the Sanofsky home has a spirit of hospitality. There are a lot of hospitable things that happen in that house, but walking into it feels like home for a lot of people, even on their first time. And I used to do these uh, silent retreats at a place called the Prince of Peace Abbey. And when I would drive up, there was just this sense of the spirit of calm even before I participated with anything happening. And so the spirit of, God is this special connection to love, justice for this world now and all things being brought into right relationship on this earth that the spirit of God calls us to be active. And that's what it, it never draws us away from reality. It draws us into it. And so there's an important uh, history around this this festival of passover and pentecost so when the spirit fell on the people that day was called pentecost that would come 50 days after passover but there's a history here that i think is really important that we look at the pentecost was the historical time where we remembered moses going up mount sinai to get the law to come back and deliver it to God's people. And so let's look at the parallels that are happening here. Moses goes up Mount Sinai and Jesus ascends into heaven. So the messenger goes up and then what comes back down is the way that God's people would live and be different now in on this earth in a way that matters to the people in this life. And so Moses went up the mountain, came back down with the Ten Commandments and said, this is how God's people will live and how they will be known, how they will be set apart. Jesus ascends into heaven and does, and what descends is that powerful union between his people and God. And that is how the church will live. That's how we will be known is that we will be driven by that same animating force. Force that Jesus had and I think that our job is to tune into what that key is. Our job is to look and make sure that we are tuned into that music because the good news is for the poor right now. Liberty to those held captive now. Recovery of real sight to the actually blind. Liberty to those who are oppressed now. And so, That Holy Spirit is the musical key in which God has written everything. If something sounds off, let's ask questions. Let's come together as community and look at that. And the way that we stay in tune with that music is we look at the life of Christ. We look at the life of Jesus because he was the most in tune. He was the absolute key of how we stay in tune to that Music, and finally, as that first church did, and as we saw mm. we, we saw j c talk about when we play in tune, all of a sudden, it means nothing to us to sell what we have when somebody else has need, that we share our th- things that we are for each other, because when we play in tune, we see a We see how that happened. And I think what we do is we look for how to play in tune for that now. How do we look at what's happening in our world right now and go, spirit, what are you up to? What is the music that is being written over all of creation to where we can respond in a way that is spirit driven right now? So how are you called to play? Because ultimately hearing the key, being in tune doesn't matter much if you don't play. Playing is what we are called to to do, and so how are you being called to play? So it might be something huge, and you might have a bunch of energy, and the Holy Spirit is calling you to be massively involved in these amazing opportunities right now. It might be something huge, or it might be something just for your neighborhood, or maybe your street, or maybe just one neighbor that you know has a need, or maybe it could be for your family, or maybe the Holy Spirit actually wants to witness to your own health of who you are. Because that's where I was three weeks ago. I needed the Holy Spirit to witness to me, and it meant receiving help, both personally, by having phone calls with people that I knew cared about me, having medicine help me. All of these things where I experienced so much anxiety in who I was that I never had before before. But I got help because I believe that the Holy Spirit wanted me to tend to that inside of myself. And so maybe that's where you are too. But we need to take time in prayer and ask, God, how is your spirit moving right now? And how can we tune into that? And so I want to be a part of a community now that is currently known for being spirit led, even when we are so far apart. And so I think that that is our call Always and especially now that we could be tuned in to what is that music that has been written over all of, uh, all of creation that we could tune into now. And so let's take a moment. Let's take a deep breath in. And release that and say, Lord, show up, help us to tune in, help us to be people that are known by being led by your spirit always and now that we would not take a break just because things are so strange lord help us to know where we are being called to play our part whether it be large or small outward or inward lord would you show us how you want us to play what is our instrument to play right now Help us to free, to be free of the shame that comes so often when we have to admit that we need to care for our own soul. Free LBCF up to care for their souls, to care for them themselves, to care for those closest to them. But Lord, help it to always be because we've been tuned into what your spirit is up to. Thank you that you are always on the move and you always draw us forward help us to not fantasize about going backward help us to have dreams vision to go forward in jesus name amen and so part of that is continuing to sing continuing to worship singing loud in your houses bothering your neighbors um, waking up the dead, um, through song. And so let's pass it to Rob as he continues in worship. We hope this teaching has encouraged and challenged you. We always have more resources available at our website, lbcf.org. And wherever you are and wherever you're listening, we pray you be filled with grace to learn to live in love like Jesus.